Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a family-friendly tabletop RPG podcast. Let's meet our players. Hello, I'm Daniel. Hi, I'm Grant. Hi, I'm Peter. Hi, I'm Greg. Hey, I'm Shanine. Hi, I'm Andrea. What's up? I'm Ben. We hope you enjoy our show. You notice further down in the, um, past the mess, there is actually a small gem with, like, your standard, whatever the D&D standard equivalent of punching bag and barbells is, which would still be... I think the standard D&D version of a punching bag is a goblin. Hey, got him. All right, <laughs> um, not around here. We treat goblins with respect. Um, yeah, no, I, that's... No, but absolutely. Unfortunately. Surprisingly accurate. <laughs> But the, it appears to be a small a small gym, and you notice just past it what appears to be a small wrestling ring. Deflated gas spore. Wait, say it again? A deflated gas spore as a punching bag. <laughs> I didn't recognize the second word. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fungus that looks like a beholder and explodes oh. if it's punctured. So you, you deflate one of those and use it as a punching bag. <laughs> then you're just pounding on a mushroom. It's not so bad. Yeah. But they're you know, one of those trap monsters like, it's a beholder. I attack it. It explodes in gas. And now you're infected with a disease. Save or die. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Love it. I mean, what? Right that Axia nonsense. Yes. You love, you love or hate to see it. Possibly both. What do any of the other three of you want to do before... I was going to say lights out, but it's a ship. That's not how that... Okay, it is. I'm, well, I meant from a strict sense of actual, like mechanical lights but yeah yes lanterns out sure lanterns out what's everyone doing before lanterns out uh montague will probably like follow the sound of the music and find a spot where he's good to listen to that and just settle down and just kind of calmly watch the musicians performing his little ears swivel around so that they're pointing at the sound is anyone other than montague on deck i think tansy would go to the music too okay greg where you at do the music. All right. The three of you make me perception checks. 15, Greg. 15, Peter. Eight, eight, Andrea. Okay. You guys notice there are probably four or five people on deck. Two of them appear to be playing instruments. Uh, the cook uh, is playing some kind of unnecessarily large because he's an orc mandolin. And boss man. Actually, boss man is playing a flute. Uh, and you notice everybody's kind of just gathered around listening to the music. Uh, Greg and Peter, you notice... Everyone is gathered around listening to the music except for the captain and Ash, who is the ship's mage, and they are staring intently at that map again, and they don't look thrilled. Uh, but they're just kind of off to the side. No one else really seems to be paying any attention to them. They're just kind of doing their own thing. Montague will quietly wander over and be like, is there a problem with the map? The map itself? No. Whatever it is I'm supposed to interpret from it, yes. Can you elaborate? She points to a section in the southwestern corner of the island where it kind of juts out sort of like the bottom of alaska does okay um and then she i don't know what the technical term for tracing paper is if there is one but she takes a couple of sheets of tracing paper that have already been drawn on and lays them over the map and you notice that everything is the same in every drawing except that little peninsula it is different in all four drawings and also different on the map itself. So it looks like you have a shape-shifting peninsula? I'd like to tell you you were wrong about that. I'm not certain, frankly. I, I mean, we're being sent to investigate a weird magical thing, right? It's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. I'm somewhat discomforted by the idea of passing around a coast three times and it not looking the same any of them. Professional hazard, I suppose. I mean... Magic or not. 
I have a feeling that this particular ship was selected for a reason for this. You maybe want to give yourselves a bit more credit. There's a look of concern, a slight smile of appreciation, and then more concern. And I suppose so. Good first day on the ship. It's very warm in the forge with all the shroof. I can imagine. Well, uh, from what I've been told, everyone is adjusted well. And your friend didn't seem to take too much of my crew's money. No, I don't think he did. Good. I'm sure one of them will try and take it back from him later on. Such is the way the crew works. Hmm. Monty, you kind of shrugs like, I'm not a gambler. I don't know. <laughs> I've not been on a ship. I've not been on a ship professionally Gambling? Before. Nah, I never touch the stuff. <laughs> That's right. If you have any more questions about the island, let me know. My answer may change every time you ask the same question, but we'll see what happens. Probably won't have too many until we actually reach it. Two weeks and counting. Hmm. Okay, uh, so if anyone has anything else they want to do, if not, um, we will pass to the next day on board the Night Hammer. With no objections, day two. Nope. Uh, you guys continue about your seaside duties. Uh, we'll start with Andrea. Uh, Andrea, make me a nature check to see if you can figure out whether or not this plant needs saving. Okay. Or if it's possibly totally fine. 13. Okay. Oh, and plus the expertise. Yeah. Yeah. 17. There we go. 17. 17 total. You think, in that you have never seen a plant like this before, um, it's sort of like a mess of vines that keep wrapping around themselves, but they're all either black or brown with red tips. Uh, mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem correct, but it seems healthy in heavy air quotes. You think it's probably fine. Uh, you think she probably should be watering it slightly more often. But other than that, it seems like it's okay. You do know it seems to grow in a way... Like, most plants will try and grow up until they get too heavy, and then they kind of, you know, slump over a little bit if you don't, like, uh, brace them somehow. It never attempts to grow up. It just seems to immediately start wrapping around itself. Mm -hmm. And it seems to move a little on its own, on occasion. Interesting. Peter... For the sake of humor, make me a yeah. survival check to work the forge. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, we'll see how this goes. Nine. Nine. Um, nine is enough to not burn any floof. You manage to not break anything, burn anything, or successfully create anything. So net, I'm still learning. <laughs> net neutral. No one got hurt. That's what matters. Something got quenched way too early. It's all, bl it's all brittle. Has mm -hmm. to go back in the mm -hmm. forge. Montague looks slightly dejected. Yes. <laughs> Greg, I need Brock to make me an insight check to best determine the mess of nonsense of math you have been left. 18. You somehow fully understand the accounting system of this ship uh, inside the first 15 minutes you spend with it. Like I said, biggest numbers on top first. In this case, accurate. You understand what it is he's attempting to do and... Uh, by lunch, you have reorganized half of his papers already. He walks in, looks at it, begins to tell you why every bit of this is incorrect and that's not where that goes, and then realizes that he's the one that's wrong, and this is probably all where it should have been in the first place. Hmm. Don't worry. It's always a learning experience. So it seems. Well, um, good work, and thank you. Thank you. Hmm. And... Grant, tell me, uh, tell me about Tox's uh, skill distribution. Skill distribution? Where, where, where doth thou have points? <laughs> oh, surprisingly few places. Looks like acrobatics, 
Yep. Acrobatics, Arcana, Athletics, and History. Okay. Ooh, Wizards don't get an enormous number of skills. They're going to go ahead and have you get accustomed to going under the ship. You're going to be working uh, with Kiana. She walks over, gives you the once over, notices the webbing, seems a little less concerned about how you're going to do. Make me either an acrobatics check. You know what? Make me an athletics check using... Make me make me an athletics check with your climbing specialty to, for lack of a better way of putting it, climb under the ship. Sure thing. I just realized I've been using the wrong character sheet all session. <laughs> Whoops! I mean, your rolls have still been fine, so... I, I, yeah, I was using my level zero variant character sheet, though. Go! <laughs> Close enough. Um... <laughs> 24 is pretty good. Seems, seems decent. Yes, absolutely. You inadvertently um, managed to swim, climb under the ship actually a little faster than her uh, and get out in front of her. This thing is deep. Um, yeah. But uh, you think it's interesting. It's not shaped quite how you would expect normally. And you notice, so there's always like some amount of heavier wear on the bottom, bottom, bottom of a ship. Um mm-hmm just because it's the part that spends all the time underwater. Just offhand, you think this ship is probably several hundred years old. Right. Just from looking at the bottom of it, despite the fact that up top it looks more like 15 or 20 years old. Eh, Ship of Theseus and all that. I missed that completely, but okay, we'll go with it. Ship of Theseus, it's a philosophical problem of... um, Greece? Theseus has a ship, you know, he replaces a board, he replaces another board, he replaces another board. At what point does it stop being theseus's ship doesn't ever stop being theseus's ship and what if you took all those boards he replaced and made them into a new ship which one is actually theseus's ship next time on our philosophy (laughs) podcast (laughs) just watch wandavision you'll be fine okay (laughs) city on a hill gaming never failing to challenge ryan's mental state uh, and how much math and or philosophy he wants to do in a given session the correct answer is zero. I don't know why I expect to do no math when we're playing a tabletop RPG, but that's fine. That's, yeah, not that's a yeah, excellent like, question, actually. That's what the dice yeah, bots are for. It's fine. Um, part of the and you man. You literally gave Brock's job as do math. Yes, but unintended. It was veiled. That's true. Um, <laughs> too much math. The numbers, man. It's the numbers. Okay. So, uh, everyone goes about their jobs. Somebody's got a veil for math. I didn't know that that was something that I mean, usually no came judgment, up in I guess. Discussion. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah whatever I mean. works. The system is in place, so you find the things you don't expect <laughs> that you need to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Yes. Very old ship. Very old hull. In good shape. In surprisingly good condition. Uh, nothing appears to need to be cleaned off. Everything appears to be in working condition. You estimate the... So ordinarily, however long it is, talks would be comfortable staying under a ship to kind mm-hmm. of do these checks and, and do whatever cleaning is necessary. Because of how big this ship is, you're going to need to cut that time in half. It takes... The, this thing is several hundred feet deep then? No, just the amount of traversing for how much deeper it is than the average ship. Because he's got a swim speed of 30 feet. That's true. Hmm. We're going to test that at some point. Okay, I like it. Your eyes do adjust because you said your dark vision is even better dark vision when you're underwater, correct? Yeah, normal normal dark vision uh, is 60 feet. Underwater, it's 120. Okay, so underwater, 120. Make me a perception check with advantage. Sure thing. Let me figure out 
how to do that. Ah, uh, yes. There, there we go. go. Oh, huh. I had advantage on previously. Oh. I apologize. I did not realize that. It wasn't rolling twice for you, so I think it's probably fine. Um, it, oh, it, it handles have. it differently. I see it now. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's all the same unmodified yeah, exactly. d20 roll. It's a d20. Yeah, because that 10 wisdom. Uh, 17. Okay. And that was the with advantage. Okay, yeah, 17 works. Yeah. There is some kind of large something in the water headed towards the ship, and whatever it is is larger than the ship. Oh, good. It is moving through the water around the same speed you are, but you think it's literally moving through the water, not floating like a ship would. Right. I will. Is Kiana tethered to me, or um, are we swimming independently? Probably independently, I would assume. Uh, that's fine. I will signal her and then point at the shadow of the uh, the thing moving through the water. She looks, briefly looks concerned, and then just kind of smiles and nods and gives you a that's fine thumbs up. Okay. Um, and you guys spend another couple of minutes under the ship and then head back up. All right. I'm going to let uh, Kiana lead so Tox can look back over their shoulder and see what's what's going on behind them. So looking at your sheet, you have a bonus to culture rolls. Is that specific to dragon culture rolls? Culture is you just basically kind of the skill of understanding societies yeah. in general. Okay, yeah, that's just not, that's a stat bonus. It's yeah. okay, that's just your your actual gotcha. Okay. I tell you what, make me a culture check also with advantage as you are of of a dragon. All right. Culture. Oof. Crit 25. There it is. You realize as it is catching up with you slightly that that is in fact not a ship. It is a dragon turtle. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know traditionally in this part of the plane, dragon turtles are, well, part dragon and part turtle, obviously. But they are typically also sort of like um, platform cities for various dragonborn or dragonbound cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not uncommon to see them in these waters. Uh, most of them are friendly. Most of them are merchant-based. Interesting. Yes. Uh, there are, are probably a half dozen of them or more that sail these waters. This, just from the vague amount you can see from a distance, does not appear to be one of the larger ones or to be the largest, I don't want to call it a capital ship because it's a living thing, the home base of the Dragon Turtle Navy which is a phrase I wasn't prepared to say. Um, but this appears to be one of the smaller trading caravan. Right. It's a, it's creatures. a hatchling or juvenile with a hamlet. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a sentence that I'm not prepared to investigate, but we will in the future. I am prepared to do an immediate deep dive, pun intended. <laughs> hey, there it is. All right. Um, got him. All right. Uh, so do you then proceed back up on ship as well? Yeah, for sure. Okay. When you get back up on on board, and everyone else has already noticed this, uh, when someone from the crow's nest calls it down that something is approaching, people begin bustling. When someone calls down from the crow's nest again and identifies it as a dragon turtle merchant, uh, everyone bustles differently. Right. I'm going to try and call that out ahead of them. Okay. Just, you know, hey, there's a, you know, a trader, dragon turtle trader approaching. Uh Greg, you're below decks with the boss. When word gets down to him, he looks frustrated. Um, 
was supposed to have another two days. All right, you're on deck with me. Yep. Gather up uh, some writing utensils, some blank paper, and he hands some you of our... a manifest. That's something I was going to want to. Here we go. All right, so you guys make your way on board. Um, essentially, this giant uh, dragon turtle comes alongside the ship. A you see a group of um, dragonborn sort of on the edge. And there are also some humans and some dwarves mixed in. Uh, they wave. They seem friendly. Uh, Grant, you recognize, Cox recognizes this specific dragon turtle as um, as one of the the heaviest, air quotes, younger vessels. Um, and mm-hmm. that this dragon turtle is still, you know, probably north of 200 years old. But that probably makes it the youngest dragon turtle in the ocean. At least that is serving as a merchant city of sorts okay so if it's the newest one of these is there a chance that tox knows its name yes you actually do know this one uh you have not interacted with it directly but it's one of the ones that tends to stay closer to shore so it is more commonly interacted with the dragon turtle itself's name is veyrune veyrune the lesser if it's if it's young, that makes sense. It's staying in shallow waters. Its shell's probably a little too soft for deep yet. Yes. The people who live on Averun typically deal in textiles, uh, plants, and sea uh, I'll, I'll say sea exports, things that come out of the ocean uh, that have to be like manually harvested. Hmm. Um, some of that edible, some of that not. You see a lot of people bustling around on top of the ship and slightly below decks as they appear to be pulling up crates of whatever current trade exports you have on the ship. It appears to be that you guys are dealing largely in uh, medicine, actually. Makes sense. All right. Um, Is there any just kind of general trading going on with this that can be done? Uh, sure. Yeah, there there are a handful of them on the Dragon Turtle that are just kind of general merchants that interact with whoever is interested in uh making trade and or purchase of a variety of standard goods okay whatever you expect to normally find here here's basically what happens montague walks up to one of the merchants looking kind of pensive leans over kind of whispers something to him the guy gives him a sympathetic look montague hands him a small pouch with coins in it the guy holds up a finger, goes, rummages around in a box, hands him another smaller box. Monty walks away, come and a few minutes later, below the camera shifts to below decks, Monty pulls this, a comb out of this box and starts like combing the extra floof out of his fur. Perfect. <laughs> Just because it's so warm down in the forge. Yes. Uh, does anyone else have anything specific they wish to purchase? Spend a little money picking up spell components. Okay. Uh, you find a handful of very standard things and a few non-standard deep sea items that okay. you think have probably been traded to them previously by probably one of the larger dragon turtle conglomerates. That's not the word I wanted, but I'm going to use it now. Sure. Um, I've made them some kind of forced economy and I don't know why, but that's fine. Uh, Greg and Andrea, do you have anything you guys are looking for? Greg, you kind of already have your hands full of actual paperwork. Yeah. Uh, but he, w- he will give you a minute if there is anything you wish to purchase. Yes. I don't think I do. I was like, how many darts do I have? I have more than enough darts. I have all that fun stuff. I think I... Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm good. Okay. Andrea, you said... Yeah, I don't think I need anything either. Uh, And you actually recognize... uh, Andrea, you recognized uh, two of the dwarves 
because I think you did some traveling with Shanine's character on her merchant journeys, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, you recognize two of those dwarves. You've uh, made deliveries to them before with her uh, at a port. Uh, their names are Grev and Lev. They're twins. I do a little like uh, secret high five that I have with both of them. Tansy! Ah, <laughs> good to see you, Lassie. Why are you on you the night hammer? Exploring. I... You know, as one does. Be careful. Ocean's a mess lately. Real rough seas. But why? Why? Currents are shifting up north. No one knows why. I heard someone say land's moving around. Mm. Never good. Never yeah. good. Okay. Thanks for the heads up. Hey, y'all be careful. And actually, we will call it here. That way we don't get okay. too deep into anything else. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I'm making this whole part up anyway, so we're fine. I'm not having to dive any deeper into stuff that was going to happen eventually, but that I hadn't written down yet. We're good. Because um, Grant made the mistake in character creation of saying the phrase dragon turtle, and I haven't let go of that since then. Um, that's going to come and up. And it wasn't a mistake, was it? No, it wasn't. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's going to come up often, um, just because I Excellent. like how it sounds. They're underutilized. They're great. They really are. They seem awesome. I didn't know that was a thing, uh, but it seems dope. Where I grew up, there are non-zero amount of snapping turtles, and that's what I see in my head. So I'm here for it. Snapping turtles that breathe, well, probably not fire because it's underwater, but you get the idea. It's steam. 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 It actually is steam? Yes. I love to see it. Okay. Golding steam. (laughs) Like an enormous, very deadly amount of it. These are actual Pokemon, and this is fantastic. Okay. Did you not listen to my episode? Yeah, but they're like 30, 30 feet across. They're really big. Yeah, there's not so much with the pocket of the pocket monster. Well, that's fair. Wait, what did I not listen to? My episode of... Um, oh, no, I haven't listened to it yet. You need to listen. Which we'll pitch that here in a second, actually. So, obviously, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, the full cast is back next time. You can check us out at cityonhillgaming.com, at cityonhillgame on Twitter. Uh, links in the description of this episode to all of our fine folks and all the fine things they do. Greg and I both, and also Jenna from season one, uh, have all recently gotten to be on the Blank Scenario podcast, which is a part of the fine folks over at the Potato Candy Network. And Greg's episode is already available. I don't know when the episode Jenna and I did is coming out, but hopefully soon. Uh, so check that out. Um, if you are familiar, go check out, or if you're not, go check him out for the first time. Check out my friend Ricky over at the Christian Nerds Unite podcast. I did a interview with him. First part is out now. Um, second part is out. I, I don't know when first part came out, like literally, I think yesterday or today. Um, so go check that out. And like I said, links in the description to everybody's everything else, including Andrea's webcomic and Greg's new podcast, the dead don't scar. And, um, yeah, more of this and other nonsense to come in the future. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon sponsors, Tony, Andrew, Christina, Brian, Stephanie, JD, Sir Lord Epic Name, and our newest patron backer. And once again, thank you for putting your names on Patreon like this, because it makes me laugh. Uh, His name on Patreon is Grizzly Rich. So that's what I'm going to call him from now on. So thank you guys for your support. Very much appreciated. And um, more nonsense to come from us uh, the rest of this calendar year and into 2023, whenever you're listening to this. I don't know more sea-based adventures and roll for shoes and some other stuff and plenty of look you come to us for the nonsense you stay for the nonsense we'll bring in the nonsense that's what we do here but we do truly much appreciate everyone listening tuning in and uh hopefully enjoying what we do so everyone say bye bye bye, bye. bye.
Bye. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you guys for joining me tonight. And have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. If you'd like to hear more episodes, find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at City on the Hill Game, on Instagram at City on the Hill Gaming. You can also find us on YouTube or Twitch by searching for City on the Hill Gaming. If you'd like to send us an email, you can find us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com. If you want to hear more from the Saving the Game folks, find them at stgcast.org for their backlog of episodes. And we're also on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash cityonthehillgaming. Thanks as always to all of our Patreon backers, Grizzly Rich, JD, Stephanie, Brian, Surlord Epic Name, Andrew and Christina, and Tony. Thank you guys for all you do to support the show. We love you, and we appreciate all of your help. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.